What can I say about rough greens that I haven't already said? I don't think there's anything. Now, what is wrong with you? Why haven't you done this? I can make this message go away. If everybody in the audience just buys their rough greens for their dogs, then I won't have to do these ads anymore. I'm like sick of hearing him talk about rough greens. Then buy the stupid rough greens so I can shut up about it. Wow. Yeah. Is it, are you in the day of rage right I'm now? in the day of rage. What's wrong with you? Buy it for your dog. It's good. Call right now, 833-GLENN-33. I don't care if you even have a dog. I really don't. Please. 833-GLENN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Is it too much to ask? No, definitely not. Scoop it on your SpaghettiOs if you need to. Thank you. Oh, good. The show's about to start, and my organization requires my device to restart. (laughs) No! America, it's the day of rage. What could we be angry about? Let's do something crazy, shall we? It's Friday. We begin in 60 seconds. Now, if you're living with pain in your life, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly what you're going through every moment of every day, but I'll tell you, I'm no stranger to waking up every day and going, ow, 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 ow. Seems strange to me, even now, all these years later, that I'm telling you about Relief Factor because I didn't think it was going to work for me. I didn't take it. We advertised it for a long time. I never did uh, because I didn't take it and I didn't think it would work. You know, it's like ibuprofen. That's what I thought. Ibuprofen doesn't work for me. I don't know why. Well, take some ibuprofen. Shut up. No, I'm going no, I'm going to write you a prescription. Oh, well, geez, I don't know. Can I work or run a tractor on that? So I didn't think it would work. But Relief Factor worked for me. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It attacks inflammation, which is the main source of our pain and a lot of our illness as well. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. All right. Stand up. Stand up. That That is kind of the theme of today's program. Stand up. Here we are on the day of rage. America and all those who are listening overseas that happen to believe 
in eternal truths. We stand at a precipice today. We are lucky enough to live in a moment of history where the choice we make today will echo not only throughout our life, but throughout generations yet unborn. Not a lot of people live at a time like this. But we have to recognize it. There's a necessity now more than ever to choose. I don't know if you remember the landmark speech, A Time of Choosing, from Ronald Reagan. It came out in the early 1960s. But it is time to choose. Our choosing today encompasses not only the fiscal sanity, but a reclaiming of the moral and ethical standards that have seemingly just slipped through our collective fingers. Our national debt surmounts now a staggering $33 trillion. The Congress, Senate, entrapped by a seemingly unending cycle of spend and tax, corruption, backroom dealing, place on our children and our grandchildren the yoke of financial burdens that they didn't create. The financial burden that we have ourselves, did you create it? I don't even know what they're spending the money on. The administrative state, the bloated, unaccountable people that we send continues to metastasize, infiltrating every aspect of our lives, crafting rules without our consent, and exercising a power that rightfully and constitutionally belongs to you. Furthermore, we are seeing now the erosion of timeless and foundational truths in our society. The very moral fiber that has held us together, held the quilt of our nation together. An unsettling wave of attempts to nullify the fact that men are men, women are women, and only women can bear children. These are not just societal norms. These are biological and spiritual truths. They are linked to nature and yes, nature's God. I meet people every day and they ask me the same question. Almost everybody asks me the same question. I don't know who to trust. How do I know what stories are true? How do I know what outlets I can trust? I'm going to answer that for you. And not in the blanket way that I usually have answered it in the past. None of them. Don't trust anybody. Don't even trust me. Do your own homework. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a, a, a lot easier. A lot easier. I'm going to give you a way to actively know an intelligent way. An easy measuring stick, if you will. And apply it to every story and every outlet. Apply it to me. If the news source, the influencer, the pastor, or even the family member refuses to recognize eternal truths, such as gender is specific and nothing that man can say or do will change that, or 
Forgiveness is free and personal and given to everyone. The sin of the father is not the sin of the son. The fact that all men and women and all peoples are created equal, but that doesn't mean you get an equal outcome. Merit. What you do with your life, your mistakes, your weaknesses, your strengths, your thoughts, what you put into it is what matters. I will not board a plane if every mechanic and pilot is hired because of race, creed, or gender. I don't know. I'd like the best person based on merit. If the news outlet and friend cannot admit these things freely, quickly, without any qualifications, don't trust them. Don't trust just not that story. Don't trust them ever again. They must always be clear. Here's one. Killing innocent children. You're killing innocent children. You're doing it intentionally. It's always wrong. Whether it be a terrorist shooting or beheading a family, including the babies, or a doctor chopping off the limbs of a child in the womb, it is wrong. It is murder. It always will be. Eugenics, under any new name, is still eugenics, and it's evil. Doctors killing epileptics in America and later in Nazi Germany. It was wrong then. It's wrong now. It will be wrong forever. Doctors deciding that a vet needing a stair lift, such as in Canada, has no quality of life and therefore should be offered assisted suicide. Or the teenager who suffers from depression. That person should never be encouraged to take advantage of compassionate assisted suicide. If your news source cannot get that right every single time, they should be dismissed and never being given any consideration on any topic ever again. Never listen to those who are confused by the concept that justice is blind. If it's wrong for one, it's wrong for all. If you do the crime, you do the time. It doesn't matter if you're the president or a pauper, a Republican or a Democrat, white or black. Justice is blind. If it's wrong to protest rights due to a pandemic, it remains wrong for those protesting during that pandemic. Police powers. And it is always wrong to destroy the U.S. Capitol or a Capitol or burn a city in a riot. Always. I don't care whose side did it. If my children have to have a vaccine before they go to school, so do those children that go to school even if they came across the border illegally. And by the way, it's an easy call and it should always be clear. Our border is not secure. Open borders are not compassionate. It is suicidal. If your source can't get that basic fact right, never, ever consider anything they say to be trustworthy. If the source you're questioning, whether they're trustworthy or not, believes that drag queens are appropriate for children's shows, for schools, that parents are, uh, are not the final say, it's the teacher or the teacher's union or the school or that gender mutilation is is OK this time. I mean, it's wrong when it's an oppressive Muslim country doing it. But now it's not so much a horror if the science on this new religion is settled. 
If they believe these things, then you have your answer. If the source cannot admit these simple and eternal truths, if you read or hear one news story and cannot decipher who is who or what is what because of news speak, don't trust what they say. Stop reading it. Don't trust what they say, what they print, or what they preach. It is a time of choosing. And it is becoming very clear and easy. I choose truth. And I don't know what the truth is on some things, but I am very clear on what the truth is on many topics. I choose nature's laws and nature's God. Today, across the sea, we observe with heavy hearts the storm of conflict on this day of rage. Conflict rages on with Israel, a beacon of freedom in the Middle East, enduring yet again continual assault by Hamas. The streets of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem echo with the cries of the innocent. The international community must choose and answer this question. Will we stand against those who sow the seeds of chaos and destruction? Or will we forsake our fellow man, women, children to violence and terror? Do Jews have a right to live? I thought we settled this a long time ago. Do Jews have a right to be Jewish? Do they have a right to live? Do they have any place in the human family? I know this answer, but apparently many do not. Do we repeat the sins and the horrors of the past? And do we do it because so many of us are just too busy, too bogged down in our own life? That we just don't have time to even think about it or get involved? Are there times where there is nothing more important than stopping all that you're doing, no matter where you are and how bogged down you are and what a crisis your life is in? Is there, are there times that you stop all of that and stand and speak against the unspeakable evil that man does to his fellow man? Make no mistake. I've heard all this week, these terrorists, they're animals. No, they're not. Animals don't go in and behead the babies and leave them. They don't go and kill the entire family and leave them. They kill for food. These people, these terrorists, are below the animal. They are terrorists. It's time to choose who we are and what kind of world we want to leave for our children. And I say this to the Palestinian people as well. There are no innocents if you remain silent in your own community. That's what we believed with the Germans. We didn't go and just kill all the Germans. But we fought the Germans and begged them to stand up themselves and stop the insanity of those who led them. Because they didn't, 
We had to. And yes, many German people in their homes died. But there is a time to choose. There is a time to stand. And if you don't stand now, when will you? The bedrock of our civilization is crafted from the values we uphold. The respect for life, the respect for opportunity, the liberty and the freedom to choose your own path and the pursuit of happiness. A civilization that discards the intrinsic worth of every individual that allows the extinguishing of life, be it in a war-torn land or a comfortable domestic setting, to become a footnote, loses its moral compass. The older I get, the more I realize the importance of every single minute, every day, every opportunity As my children get older, the sands of time slip so rapidly through our fingers. We have to ascertain who we are. What kind of civilization do we wish to forge? Will we build a society that respects life, enshrines justice, and seeks truth? Or are we going to sink into the abyss where moral relativity and unbridled power govern our actions and darkens our future? It is time to choose. More in a minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. If you're feeling trapped by the amount of credit card debt that you're facing every month, tired of making the minimum payments every month, only to see the needle barely moving on the actual balance, as credit card rates go up higher and higher and higher, what are you going to do? Well, may I suggest there is an option on the table. It's not right for everybody, but I would like you to check it out. It's American Financing. You can call them today. They're helping people just like you get out from underneath that debt burden and start to realize significant savings to, to start putting some real dirt in that hole. Imagine saving $700 every month. Could go a long way, wouldn't it? Find out if American Financing can help you today. There's no pressure, no upfront fees. They're salary-based mortgage consultants, so they work for you, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. I, I look at what we're doing today and, you know, are you sending your school, your kids to school today on the day of rage? Damn right. Yes, yes, yes. I am not going to buckle under these monsters. I am not going to give in to fear. We have to anchor ourselves in the harbor of unassailable truths. And if we don't drop that anchor now, 
we are just setting ourselves adrift in a boundless sea of deception and despair. Our future right now hangs in the balance and you've been given the gift to live and choose at this time. And that choice is going to determine the path on, on our, on the hill, on the mountain that we're about to climb in our hands lies the capability to restore, to rejuvenate, to reclaim the liberty, the morality, the ethical governance that once was America. But it requires a return, a staunch and unwavering commitment to the principles that forged us. If we fail, we condemn our children's children to a world unanchored, unhinged, and absolutely unsustainable. It is the time of choosing. I urge you to choose now. No matter how busy, no matter how downtrodden, no matter how worried you are about things, choose Will I stand for those things that I know are true and never sit down? Choose who you are going to be today. Encourage everyone you know and everyone you love to return to sanity and choose. This is my prayer to you, for you. This is my prayer that we would all choose and choose wisely. It is Friday. There is a ton to cover and a ton to do, but it's also Friday. It's, oh my gosh, it's the day of rage. We're not going to freak out. If you'd like to, well, you've made your choice. We're not going to. Back in just a minute. Tell me it was also Friday the 13th. Now I am freaked out. Oh my. Oh. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, forget everything I said. Uh, there is no doubt that the overturning of Roe versus Wade has put a dent in Planned Parenthood's profit margins. But don't worry about it. They got something else. They have gender mutilation. Yeah, they can, they can sterilize a whole generation because now they're doing the hormone therapy at Planned Parenthood too. Isn't that great? Yeah. And most times you can get all that treatment. On your first visit to Planned Parenthood. Anyway, um, we're trying to put them out of business, and the Ministry of Preborn is doing a pretty good job at it. What they do is they care about the mom and the child. So when a mother comes in and she's thinking about having an abortion, for $28, we offer a free ultrasound to an expected mother caught in crisis. And when I say we... I don't mean preborn. I mean us, you and me, because if we donate $28, we double the chance that mom saves the baby. Double the chance. And after that, because we love the mother, we take care of the mom and the child for up to two years. Say the keyword baby at pound 250. 
pound 250 keyword baby preborn.com slash back sponsored by fruit preborn and it's blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn and save So I am sorry. I started the whole show without realizing that it was Friday the 13th. Mm. Uh, and that, of course, that's spooky. spooky. My, my son asked me yesterday if he could watch a scary movie. And I, he's I, 12? He's 12. 12. I have not let him watch any scary movies. I don't let him watch anything that's controversial. Good for you. And why? Because he's going to have plenty of time to go through the entire catalog right? of crap. Absolutely true. Let him be a kid. However, may I just point out? Mm-hmm. May I just point out? He's going to do it any bit anyway. It's better to have him do it at the house with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, there there probably is something like I, you know. There's, I'm not like, against him ever seeing a scary movie. Yeah, yeah just like sure. why, I don't. First there's of all, no I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night because he's having nightmares or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as so I was thinking, do you have one that you would recommend? I was oh, thinking, Silence of the Land. <laughs> Silence yeah, of the land. I was thinking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, yeah, I, no, okay. I, I, no. You know what I thought of? Uh, again, this isn't really a scary movie, but I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, what, what can be like an older movie that would qualify as scary that he might actually enjoy? And 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 I thought, oh, he, let me, go ahead. I, I was gonna say Gremlins. Yeah, that's a good one. Gremlins is a good one, right? Yeah, like it's kind yeah, of yeah. funny. It's kind of yeah. it's fun. It, there's some scary parts to it. I think yeah. for him it'll be a little bit. Plus, he'll probably get bored of it because it's from the '80s, and he won't want to watch it anyway. Yeah, this is scary as they get, son. This is <laughs> this is it. All <laughs> scary movies. It. That this that little is it. Gizmo, that little furry creature, is yeah. as scary as it ever gets. Yeah, we're only gonna watch the first ten minutes. Don't Everything's worry fine. About it. Tell him, you know what, son? We're gonna watch your first scary movie. We're gonna watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't let him anywhere near that. He's like, Daddy, can I watch your show? No. No. Never. No, you'll not sleep. You'll not sleep. So, uh, but, you know, that can all be solved with alcohol. And so, you know. (laughs) So Hmm? they're going to drink. They're going to drink. Anyway, right? Yeah. Sometimes. So we had, had, well, not an argument at our I lost another battle with my wife, and she's absolutely right, as she always is. but my daughter has she's she has mono, and uh, yeah, and That's she's got brutal. a really bad case of it, um, and uh, she's been in bed for, gosh, a week, maybe ten days, and her throat is so bad it's on fire, and her tonsils are huge, and and she can she can barely keep anything down, she can't get it. I mean, she's really struggling. So yesterday, uh. I went to the went to the pharmacy and got some lidocaine gargle. I didn't know that even existed. And so she gargles this lidocaine and then she just says, My tongue, I can't feel my tongue at all. But my really hurt uh, Okay. Gosh. Uh, and so it just did nothing. I got chloroseptic, nothing. And she's just in so much pain. It is horrible. I mean, that is legitimately horrible. one of the most horrible things to yeah, go through. Horrible. You feel like life will never be the same. Right. And, uh, <laughs> in the middle of it. and she's just, she's just, bless her heart. So, you know, she's 17. And I said, well, 
You know what my mom used to do? My grandmother used to do. Shot of whiskey. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and she said, excuse me? And I said, no, no. I'm not medicinal. You know, it's medicinal. Medi- just a shot of whiskey. She has a shot of whiskey. She gargles with that. Dr- drinks it. First of all, she'll drink fire. I think it'll turn her off to, you know, whiskey. And she said, did it turn you off to whiskey? <laughs> and I said, OK, oh, yes, I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Glenn, everyone in your family is an alcoholic. <laughs> I, I don't think this is a good idea. And I'm like, well, my grandmother, I don't think she was an alcoholic, mm. but maybe she was hiding it. I, I don't know. But uh, so you pointed out the one person you think might, might not have, have been yeah. an alcoholic. I think That's there's a, a shot. My sisters aren't alcoholics. Okay. You know, there's so a shot. This is a, <laughs> and you say you lost this argument. I'm surprised. I lost this it, argument. I, I lost all these this argument. great points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't really argue with that. She, you know, I was like, I'm telling you it works. And she's like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. No. And I'm like, I'm telling you it works. And she says, you're an alcoholic. Go away. Shut up. Do, are, is I it, think it's a tried and true thing. Is it truly your claim that whiskey would cure mono? Or was no, it no, just make her, make her pain throat, go make the pain go away? Right. I mean, she tried lidocaine. No, not, I mean, just like a shot. Just, I mean, because that'll burn. That burns everything out of your throat. Burns it all. You've had whiskey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes so it, it's, uh, I mean, it's like. <laughs> the first the first uh, shot of whiskey in your life is. Is. Uh, that's going to be terrible. If you, especially yeah. if you haven't had other alcohol before it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be brutal. So just a, just a shot of whiskey. Gargle it. And I think it would, I think it would help. I mean, it would make let her me feel ask, happy. Let me ask the active alcoholic, <laughs> Sarah. Someone I mean, who, by the way, you gave up on it. She's dedicated. She's, she's dedicated. sticking with it. She's doing it. Yeah. I yeah. don't I don't give up. I'm not a quitter. Thank okay, you. good for you. Good for you. you and my, my kids are in it too. We got it, early. Am I just of the age where I I mean, I'm not I didn't seriously fight for this. I just suggested it cuz nothing was working. And it is something that in my family, grandma, you know, we had what was called the whiskey uh, the whiskey nipple. Uh, you know, it was before it was Benadryl and at one yeah. point, right? Yeah. Before Origel, you know, just take some whiskey, put your finger on it and you know, wipe it on the baby's gums. That's what you used to have to do. <laughs> it's crazy times. Crazy times. But I mean, like, even I mean, she's 17. The age yeah. of I mean, gosh, what is the age these days of your first drink? I mean, three, seven. But, <laughs> so, well, not your kids, but um, <laughs> so. Uh, Sarah, do you remember anybody doing that? Oh, all the time. All right. The time I don't then. mean people with a problem. I don't mean people like you and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, mm. No. <laughs> you probably don't know anybody else but people like you and me. Well, yeah. yeah. But it, it was a thing to put whiskey on the gums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you would do, obviously, at one point, people would do shots before surgeries, right? Before there was real... Uh, yeah. Like, that's how you'd get rid that's of the pain. you get rid of the pain. Right? That's how you'd drink until you would, they'd knock you out. And then you'd still wake up and go, Argh! oh, gosh, yeah. can you imagine? I can't even imagine the hangover pain on top of the surgery pain. That sounds terrible. Oh. Again, we we complain about the, today's era, but there's a lot of good. There's a it. ton of good. <laughs> it's way better there than the old days. The old days suck. Yeah. I mean, maybe we had better principles, but I mean, I mean geez. say what you will about fentanyl. It is absolutely deadly. <laughs> 
But I've been in pain so bad, only fentanyl took away the pain. Or it didn't take away the pain. It just made me not care about it. It was like, right. I, I have first-degree burns over my entire body, and I'm still on fire. But I'm okay. Ow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, I thank God for for. For some of that. So, yeah, well, some, look, some of these drugs do, uh, they're wonders for people who really need it. The question, of course, is abuse and, and when you don't think oh, yeah, you're taking yeah, yeah. it. And there's lots of sorts oh, of other lines yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, she's, mono is a virus. So, you know, she's, there's nothing that we can do except let the virus run its course. And she didn't really... After about 10 days, she doesn't really connect with that idea no. in today's world. What, what do you mean, run its course? <laughs> well, also, she's uh, a singer. Yeah. And uh, I haven't said anything. Because she's dog this. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about everything in uh, her throat. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was even thinking just short term, right? Because she's yeah. actively in a play. She just finished. She oh, okay. was on stage. On her last performance, flaming throat, she'd leave the stage and she'd vomit. Oh, my God. And she'd come back on stage, and it was her best performance. Wow. It was like, like the Jordan flu game. Yeah, it was It was That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. That's incredible. I'm like, yeah, you just keep pushing yourself. <laughs> just don't ever stop. Here, have some whiskey. <laughs> Listen to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you won an award for the parenting yet? Glad I'm No, wondering. I haven't. I haven't. Wow. I haven't. But I think that's because I'm a conservative. Yes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? they're freezing you out I, again. Yeah, freezing <laughs> me out of all of those great awards. Yeah. You know, and I, I said to my wife, I'm a doctor, honey. I'm a doctor, which I am. Right. I have. I showed you her the certificate. Have a I, I have a uh, doctorate. honorary doctorate. It, it, just because I got it the old-fashioned way, because of honor. There you go. <laughs> because you of did, what? You did because of honor. Yeah. Honorary. Yeah. There you go. Yes, because I uh, <laughs> so honorable, honorable that they, they said just gave you a piece of paper. You don't even need to go to school. <laughs> you don't need to go to school here. Have a scalpel. What isn't that? I mean, looking at the news today, isn't the honorary better? Because if you go apparently to Harvard, you turn into a psychopathic Jew murderer. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with well, that. Well, that's very unfair of you to say. Is it? You're not just a psychopathic Jew murderer. You also want to mutilate children's well, okay. genitals. That's <laughs> true. So, I... you got that. <laughs> Here, have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know the old saying, it's a dirty job, but somebody has to do it. That dirty job in this case is keeping the history of your family alive. Um, I'm so excited. We are we're having a big gala. In fact, the entire studios we have an eighty the, the studio complex. Just this studio building is eighty thousand uh, square feet, and we've been working on it to get it ready for this uh, big Mercury One dinner uh, tomorrow and fundraiser. And then we're going into the vault and showing. You know, I don't know. Have you been over there since it's all it's, been? It's been a while since I've gone through it. You should go through it. It's yeah. all been, the vault has all been redone. Wow. Uh, because we were just, it's too much stuff. And so it's it's an amazing place. So we're opening up for the uh, public tomorrow as well. Uh, and uh, And we're saving history. And it is so important that you save your own history. Can I just break from this commercial? I mean, it's the same thing. We're talking Legacy Box, but... There is something about preserving your own history that makes a difference. 
what is the best story about your family that you from time to time go back to hang on to besides the whiskey nipple thing which is i come back to that a lot yeah well i mean i, I mean I, I was thinking about this because my when my dad passed away we were mm-hmm. going, you know, going through his stuff and and i was like does he have any like writings anything that he you know put yeah. down like anything that he kept and like the answer was basically no it kind of sucked like I, there's nothing i could go back to and i looked through ugh. i looked through tanya's dad's bible and uh i think he does most of it i mean it's well worn you can tell he reads it every day and everything else but he doesn't put markings in it and i didn't say anything to him i just looked at it. i was up with him last weekend and i was looking at it and i was like ah because i was thinking what did he find knowledge what did he find important and so i like don't keep my 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 bibles i write in the side margins of what i'm thinking and everything else because i want to give that to my children and Maybe they'll pick up something at least about who I am. The one story that sticks out to me that nobody in my family knew is that in the Civil War, there were two Becks right in my line. Uh, One died in Andersonville, the notorious concentration camp uh, of the South. And the other, my great-grandfather, he was never the same. They both were in. Brothers were both Mm. in uh, Andersonville. And I have to tell you, I don't know why, but that changed me. It was like, wow, my family stood up in the Civil War and they fought, well, for a week, and then they were thrown into prison. I mean, we are really, I mean, you want a SEAL team member? Don't look at us. <laughs> uh, but uh, it meant, meant something to me. You are the historian in your family, and it's bigger than that. All of the pictures in the videotapes, I truly believe there's going to be a time that our children and grandchildren will not understand the life we had, the cars that we had, the houses that we had. That's all going to be different. You need to preserve that for history and your family. Legacy Box can help you do that. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You'll save a whopping 40% when you get started with them. You just take all of the pictures and videotapes and everything else that you have. They digitize it and send all of the originals back to you. You owe it to your family. You owe it to, honestly, humanity and your country. Safeguard your memories. Don't let your photos continue to fade. Become your family's hero and save them before it's too late. Legacybox.com. Legacybox.com. Do it now. Save 40%. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, here's some good news if you've been thinking about, what am I going to do on the day of rage? Am I going to rage or not? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm right it, on the fence on that one, Glenn. It is, you know, it's it's what, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Jerusalem time? Mm-hmm. Mm, there hasn't been, you know, a big day of rage. And I think... There, there, there hasn't been anything. I mean, I've seen there's protests there's there, protests, of but, course. But. but there's not, there hasn't been any big terror uh, strike. And that might be that they're busy packing yeah, uh, because Israel has told everybody in the Gaza Strip in the north, evacuate now. Get you out. 24 hours. Get out. And look, there are some civilians there that, of course, had nothing to do with this. I'm sure. 
I mean, look, some I'm people, pretty sure I'm getting out. I'm pretty I'm sure. Getting out. I'm getting out. Uh, yeah. Get out. And again, event. I think this ends with them pushing all of these people, as, or at least as many as they can, into Egypt. I don't think. I don't think you can have. You can't have a Hamas oasis in your country. That's just not a thing. You you don't you don't have peace when you have that. Whether you, you think they're poor, you're tired, you're huddled masses. Yeah, Egypt. Congratulations, with- <laughs> you're getting them. <laughs> uh, they don't want them. That's the problem. No, they do they not. They do want not them. want them. No, they do not. Do not. Um, and of course, you know, they're they're they've been trying to stop this for a very long time. I think there's a chance that Israel comes to them and says, "Look, you have to take these people." They're going to come either way. There's going to be a big flow of them, and they're going to come either way because we're going to push them out. So let's come up with an arrangement where you know we help uh, help you settle them there. Like whatever the the answer is, it's not going to be that. Hey, let's just leave Hamas uh, 600 feet away from our citizens. Like that can't be the answer. It's it's bonkers that that was the answer for the past 15 years, 20 years. But it has been. It and has look been. how well it worked out. Not well, Glenn. Not well. <laughs> really? I've, I've, noticed, I've been reading a lot about this, and it did not oh, work out well. something happened? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Bad things I'll have, have happened. i have to check into that. And it seems like when you put terrorist organizations inside your country... No, you put terrorist organizations in charge of your country. Yeah. Governing a region of your nation. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work out yeah. that well. Yeah. Well... Huge mistake. I mean, look, I... Pray for the innocent people of the Palestine, the P- Palestinians... Pray for them, but pray that they get out of there mm-hmm. and pray for Israel. Jews have a right to live. Program. Wow. Let me tell you about uh, Tommy John. Fall is finally here. It took uh, long enough to arrive. If, it, if you're down south, you know how hot it was this summer. Um, of course, you know, it... You got when you get to fall, you got to have the comfort, comfy undies, undies that are going to be comfortable no matter what the season is. If it, you know you're going from hot to cold and cold to hot, you got to have something that's going to be able to bridge both of those. And you got to upgrade to Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John underwear, you're so comfortable, you can do everything better. This is underwear that moves with you thanks to breathable, life, lightweight, moisture wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands it's not hard to see why they've sold over 20 million pairs you hear commercial i feel like i heard a bunch of commercials on podcasts about tommy john i'm like ah, i don't know their underwear what are you gonna do they're gonna change your life they're incredible uh people love tommy john and they will tell you about it they will rant on and on and on and on and on about it they don't have customers they have fanatics and it's true i'm one of them everything they sell is backed by tommy john's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee uh, these are the most comfortable boxer briefs ever, and there is no downside. Buy one pair. You're never going to want to wear uh, other underwear. 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Beck. 20% off right now. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. See site for details. And of course, that site is TommyJohn.com slash Beck.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. As we stand together on Friday, I don't know which I'm more afraid of. It's Friday the 13th, but it's also the day of rage. I don't know. I say we just continue on. Welcome to Friday. Redemption is for all. Oh, is he going to get all Jesus-like? No. No. I mean, the music might sound like it, but pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm going to talk to Jeff Allen, a podcast that comes out tomorrow. It was one of the most, one of the craziest podcasts I think I've ever done. And uh, Jeff told me things that, like, I was like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be saying these things out loud. I want to take you through, uh, because it's it's a story of amazing redemption. If he can do it, any of us can do it. We'll tell you about that coming up in 60 seconds. First, Tunnel to Towers. I want to tell you about a hero, a 9-11 first responder, fire department, New York lieutenant, uh, Joseph Maiello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Ten years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty, and he left behind a wife and child. Children, actually, I think. This is where Tunnel to Towers came in. They paid the mortgage on their family home and helped to remove much of the financial burden during what was, for them, a very dark and difficult time. This is who Tunnel to Towers is. When heroes like this lose their lives in the line of duty or catastrophically injured, Tunnel to Towers is there to help. They're doing good in our country, and we need more people doing good, especially if we want our government to do less. America's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Donate $11 a month to T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. So, uh, gosh, um, the the White House is still working on uh, figuring out how to get some Americans home, huh? Yeah, well, they decided uh, no, they're not going to help with on the ground at all to free these hostages. It's uh, too much risk involved. And uh, no, that's not true. Oh, yeah, they they decided that. Yeah, no, they're not going to do it. No, I refuse to believe that. Oh, you did. You're all of a sudden not a trusted source because I can't believe that's the Glenn Beck newsletter, which Uh, you may want to read occasionally. uh, Has the story in there. How did I miss that? It's free, by the way, Glenn. Yeah, you can get it. There were 90 stories in today. I mean, there was too many stories. We couldn't even get them all into the newsletter. That's true. That's true. Um, But it's GlennBeck.com. You can sign up and get the free newsletter whenever you would like. There's a lot in there today. There's a lot in there, and as we note occasionally, we don't get to all the stories or even Mm -hmm. close to all the stories. Um, But there's a story in there. I think it's from Politico today that oh, says okay. uh, the inside the decision by the White House to not get boots on the ground to rescue hostages. Okay, well, they only killed 27 Americans. I mean, that's no big deal. I think that's a part of this that I feel like has gone by yeah, without us really like... Yeah. 27 Americans and we don't know how many American hostages. Uh, so that's good. Dozens uh, that's good. are likely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is the worst hostage crisis. But he can't also. Since Carter. Here's what I really like. He hasn't. Wow. Carter. Huh. Hmm. Who would have seen that coming? Hmm. He can't even seem to figure out how to get an airplane 
over to Israel to pick up American citizens. Oh, the wording of it was fantastic. There's a there's a story that came out yesterday. Yeah, wait, about may this. I may I just before yes, before please. I just want to say to the White House. And now I'm not the president. Okay, I know nobody's confused by that, but I am a thinker. Here's what you do. Can you get the Pentagon on the phone for me? Yes, Mr. President. Pentagon line one. Hey. Yeah, yeah, General, what's your face? Listen, I need you to take, you know, those big gray airplanes we have? Yeah, I need you to land them at an airport. I don't care where in Israel. Yeah, Israel, the country. Yeah, yeah, I know. I Yes, yeah, I got it. I got it. It's not Palestine. It's Israel. But I want you to land them in Israel. And then people with the blue passport, let them get on board and fly them home. Okay? That's all I request. Do it! That's all he has to do. That's it. It's just that easy. Uh, yeah, you'd think so. But let me give no, you what, no, what is happening. I don't think so. You know I so. know so. Let me give you what's actually happening here. Okay. Are you right. ready for this headline? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. The U.S. State Department. U.S. State Department. Okay. Has announced. Has announced. So they made an announcement. Yes. That Boop. beginning tomorrow. Be- beginning which tomorrow. Is actually today. This yeah. came out yesterday. Okay. Beginning tomorrow. That, mm-hmm. So the start of it will be tomorrow. Oh, God. What will start tomorrow? They will begin... The be- so it's the beginning of the beginning. They Wait, will begin- the planes are going to be there tomorrow. No, no. They will begin... Mm-hmm. They'll begin... The, the, proce- the, the process... The process... Uh-huh. Of, of... Of what? Putting the people on the plane. No, no, no. of... Organizing... Of organizing... Well, they're community organizers. The evacuation of uh, American nationals from Israel huh. using charter flights. So, again, they have announced... That beginning tomorrow, they will begin the process of the process of organizing the evacuation. Okay. So I don't. There's five oh. steps built into that before wait, wait, wait. anyone gets evacuated. Right. Could you read that again for me? Because I think there's one thing you might have missed in that. Go ahead. The U.S. State Department yes. has, announced has announced that beginning, beginning tomorrow, tomorrow, they will begin. They will begin the process, the process of, organizing of organizing the evacuation of American nationals from Israel using charter flights. There you go. Using charter flights. Mr. President, wake up! Okay, now that I have your attention, Mr. President, remember, pick up the phone or just yell at your secretary. Kick your dog, okay? Uh, and the <laughs> secretary will come in and go, are you kicking the dog again? You'll be like, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't come in here you when I yelled. You didn't come in. I want you to call the Pentagon. So they call the Pentagon and you say, the big gray planes, the big, we've got a lot of them. They're big they're gray, and they say U.S. something on the plane. I, uh, that I know. Why don't you blow the dust off of a couple of those? They shouldn't be dusty. I think we're using them to fly pallets of cash all over the country and all over the world. But why don't we try to put people in the back of those? That's what you do. You don't have to charter planes we own our own planes. <laughs> it's a fair point. Good. Gosh, man, what is happening to our country? These people, I got to tell you. And it's not really evacuation. We're not evacuating. We're picking some people up that would like to come home. That's what we're doing. Picking some people. 
I swear to you, if this audience and me as private citizens have to bring Americans home who are in danger a second time. I, I don't know what I pay taxes for. I really, I don't, I oh. don't. Oh, by the way, uh, when the government is bringing them home, they're going to have to pay. Now, I happen to know, I know the price of what it costs for a, you know, a big giant plane to pick up a bunch of people. Don't ask me how I know it, but it's about $880,000 per flight. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. For a flight. It's a lot. Is it a lot for our government? Though? No. Mm. No. That's 880,000. That's a word you never hear in Washington. You thousand. never hear thousand <laughs> unless it's a thousand billions. Right. Then they might use it. 880,000. They will spend that in the time it takes me to say now. To now, $880,000, and I think I was being generous, Way too generous, has just been spent. That's on like one program. And they're charging tax-paying citizens for a ticket. What? What? I think we have studied the, the vaginas of lesbians in the Congo for more money than that and none of us get anything out of it we are gonna we've already paid for it and my great great grandchildren will be paying for those vagina studies when they're old they'll never get any use out of it and you're gonna charge me for a for a ticket on an airplane to come home where it's a war zone and the only thing that you're supposed to do is keep me safe as a citizen. Oh, God. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And by the way, there's a very small window here, right? Mm-hmm. It, at some point. Well, it is Friday soon. the 13th. That's true. Yeah. At some point, very soon, Israel is going to go into Gaza. Uh When that happens, God only Mm -hmm. knows what goes on. All hell could break loose in this region, and you might not be able to get anybody out of there. Mm -hmm. You have this window of four days, five days, while they're amassing troops and getting Mm -hmm. ready to do Mm -hmm. this, where there's relative calm. I mean, this this period now is the good period, Mm -hmm. right? Who knows what is beyond uh, the next few days? And we're like, you know, let's start the process of thinking about how to announce well, here's uh, how a, to uh, forget it. May I say, here's the really cool play. We didn't intend on talking about no, any know, of this. Uh, so uh, please indulge us. I got a few things to get off my chest. Um, but here's the great thing. Uh, great Britain already figured out a way to do it. They organized uh, and they did it. Um, uh, Germany. 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 Okay. Oh, they love the Jews. Germany has gotten people out of there. I can't remember what it was, but I swear to it's like the Congo has already picked up their citizens. Uh, do they have big gray airplanes like we have? No, the freaking queen used to fly on British Airways. She doesn't even have her own plane. We have a 747 for our president. In fact, we don't just have one. We have several of them. 
so he can have a plane wherever he wants to go. I can have one on this continent and another one on this continent. You get a 747 jumbo and you get a 747 jumbo and we can't get our people out of Israel. See, this is why we plan the show. Otherwise, it just spirals into this. Give me a minute to collect myself and tell you about Relief Factor. Let's say you have a giant pain in your ass. And it's shaped like an old senile man in an oval room. And that pain just keeps getting shoved up your butt harder and harder. And you can't take the pain anymore. What do you do? Well, let me know when you figure it out. But I'll tell you about Relief Factor. It won't help that kind of pain. Oh, I wish it would make the swelling go away. You know? If we could rub this on him and he just, he just like, just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. He's the incredible shrinking president. Just, he's gone. But no guarantees on that. But I've been willing to try it for three weeks. Uh, the three-week quick start of Relief Factor. It will help inflammation, which is the leading cause of your pain. So call and get it now. It's uh, 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Get the quick start. Try it for three weeks. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. I'm one of them. Relief Factor. 800, the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. A quick bit of good news here. Uh, as far as uh, citizens getting out of Israel. Um, and we... You know, don't want to just focus on the negatives. Let's talk about the good things, too. Uh, 276 Mexican citizens were flown out of Israel by the Mexican Air Force. So, that's good. Yeah, they, I swear to everything good that job, is Mexico. good and holy, I didn't even know the Mexicans had an Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's a country that most people will be surprised they had an air force. Um, and apparently planes that can fly across the ocean. Who knew that? Who knew that? Uh, and they could get the job done. But good news is our administration is beginning to work on the plan tomorrow. Well, the announcement. Hmm? They've announced that they're beginning to look at the process. Well, yes. Of the sure, plan, sure. To start, it's to very think hard about. to call like a, like a, like American Airlines and say, "How much for a jet to fly wherever I want it to fly and back again?" And they'll say, "Are you a terrorist?" Say, "No, I'm the president of the United States." And they're like. I'm going to need a little bit more information on you not being a terrorist or involved with terrorist organizations. And so you have to provide that. And I don't know if he could, but then they give you a price and you order the plane and they fly it there. <sighs> we're not dealing with this Monday. Oh, we're not. 
we are not going to be dealing with this Monday. If we have to deal with this on Monday, I'm not going to be in a good mood. <sighs> Can you imagine what it's like to work with me? You don't want to. You don't want to. Oh, it'd be so great. I'd love to work. No, you really don't want to. Mm -mm. No. Because every once in a while, this Glenn comes out. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, dear God, just look down. <laughs> He'll tell us. He'll tell us to build a rocket ship. We have to go to the Mars. We have to go to Mars. And we got to do it today. Just think you're invisible. I'm invisible. I'm invisible. And eventually I go home. And the next day is fine. No, I wouldn't say fine. Well, I don't think there's been a fine day in quite some time. <laughs> but it's different. It's yeah. a different thing. It is a different, a different thing. thing. The next day is a different. different thing. Yeah. Like last week. It was, hey, the Biden administration, with everything that's going on, they want to deport that German family from Tennessee. Remember? Right, yeah. The ones, the <laughs> right. that the was Mikeys, their focus. They're great family. They're, they're, you know, just they came from Germany because they have religious persecution. They couldn't homeschool. And while we're letting seven million people across our border, they found the time to deport this family. Or see, that was last week. And this is this week. Now it's we can't fly an airplane into a major airport. Um, well, they, they have begun the announcement of the process of the thought of what might be a plan that could come together at some point in the future to perhaps pick up citizens in some way. So, but I have good news because last week I had an aneurysm on the show and uh, I survived. <laughs> um, I don't have full control of my speech yet, mm. um, but I'm, I'm making progress. I drag one foot behind me just a little bit. But uh, because of that an aneurysm, I have something great to announce this week about that German family. Now. Could we get it done? No, of course not. It's the Biden administration. Okay, that would be that would be that would make sense. So no, could we get it done? No. Could we get it delayed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, America. Uh, you had a slight aneurysm with me last week, and uh, it looks like ice is like. Okay, 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 okay. We'll we'll leave these people alone uh, for a little while until you forget about it, and then we're gonna get them. So, um, so they're not being deported this week, which was the case last week. They're gonna surprise them in a year, you know, when we're looking at something else. <laughs> uh, amazing. People have to go crazy. For something like this, they had to raise uh, awareness. I was going to say, raise awareness on this, and had to run it up the pole to who God only knows who. Uh, eventually, what pressure wound up making this happen? But at least it's some good news. Yeah, it's great news. In fact, I have the family on. Do I have? Uh, do I have the mom on? Today? Yeah, coming up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannah Lori, Hannah Lori Romaiki, uh, Romaiki, I think. Um, it's, this woman is, a, I mean, she's incredible. 
I mean, I felt so bad last last week. I had him in the studio, and I felt so bad. And as soon as the camera went off, she became you know blah blah blah. You just couldn't. I'm like, you could have done that on TV anyway. She was r- remarkable. I said to her, "Look, you know, don't give up hope." And she's like, "No, even if we have to go back, the Lord is going to take care of us. I, we're not afraid of anything. It's okay. We we're we're on the Lord's side." And I'm like. I, I was just humbled by this woman's faith and her faith in goodness, her her love for America and her love for God. Uh, so I'm going to let her break some of the good news uh, with her attorney next. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. So did you ever get accused of engaging in conspiracy thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. You know, what's weird is a lot of those conspiracies turn out to be true. Now, uh, here's a big here's a big problem. Not knowing the difference between the conspiracy theories and the conspiracy facts. Tuttle Twins would like to help you prepare your kids and grandkids for being able to separate the truth from fiction. They have a new book out. It's gathered 20 true conspiracies. You know, the ones that the media and the government said, absolutely not true. You conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing person. And turns out, whoa, it is true. Tuttle Twins has 20 of them and shows you uh, exactly what happened in all 20 of those. And it's good for you to learn and good for you to see the pattern. It's oh, he's looking for patterns. I saw that Mel Gibson movie. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get true conspiracy and bundle deals all this week. And it's today. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is a great book. You and your whole family will enjoy it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You get early access to every one of Glenn's podcasts at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Well, yeah. Uh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. All right. So I've had, um, you know, I've, I've had a sedative uh, given to me, so I'm okay. It was whiskey. Now. He gargled it, and then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, whiskey. That'll make the show. Give it a give it twenty minutes. Give me a oh, few more shots, an and then it'll be a. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the Romaiki family uh, is a German family that we that came fifteen years ago to the United States and sought asylum. They did it the right way. All they wanted was to freely homeschool their children. Uh, and it's on religious um, persecution. They were asking for asylum. Obama wouldn't give it to them. Uh, and then we all kind of forgot about the family because they they were here in America uh, and um, they were doing well. Live in Tennessee, get along with all their neighbors. They're good, industrious people. Their children grew up. They got married. They have other small children. And just recently, the uh, U.S. government, when they went in to get their their workers permits again, they were like, oh, yeah, um, you have to leave now and uh, you have to leave, which would have been today. They had to have produce their passports. Well, we talked about it. I blew a gasket and uh, apparently some other people did uh, as well. And the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, who has been on this forever, they are great they, uh, you know, they they poked around, see what they could find. And we have some good news for you. And so let me introduce you uh, to Hannah Laurie, um, uh, 
uh, Romaiki. She is the homeschooling mom. And Kevin Bowden, he is the homeschool legal defense uh, attorney. So let me start with you, Kevin. You talked to ICE, I think, on Wednesday, right? I talked to ICE last week, late last week, and then we were there in person just a couple days ago. Okay. What did they tell you? We, they said, you know, the family will come in, plan for us to sign out their order of supervision paperwork for another 12 months, uh, which is what they did on Wednesday. You know, I asked specifically about what was the change, and I got basically kind of a canned response about, well, there's changes in policies and procedures from time to time, and, you know. Anyways, what's your gut, you what's your gut tell went. you? What's your gut tell you on that? Oh, my God, tells me that, you know, this is not, you know, with all of the publicity and with everything that's going on, they just didn't want to deal with it. And so someone at the top said, make this go away, sign them out for another year. We don't want to deal with it. Well, I I will tell you, uh, uh, the uh, presidential candidate named Scott from South Carolina uh, made a few phone calls as well. So they got some heat uh, from some important people, so hopefully that that played a role. So we're back to square one, though. Again, a year from now, we are. Yeah, I mean this is this is not a long term solution. This is a band aid. This is a placeholder. And you know, we certainly appreciate Senator Scott. I know he's expressed some interest in in a private bill as well in the Senate, which would be wonderful. So we're continuing to look at long term solutions. But, of course, grateful for the 12 months that we now have to to pursue some of those a little bit more in depth. Yeah, well, let let me know how we can help in the meantime. I don't want to face this again next year, and I know the family doesn't either. Um, uh, Hannah Laurie is uh, on the phone. This is mom, and I can't tell you, I I have rarely met people as impressive uh, as um, Hannah Laurie. She is, I mean, I put her in the category of, um, brushes with spiritual greatness in in the category of of meeting some of the greatest uh religious figures of our day including billy graham she is a remarkable woman of faith welcome to the program how are you and are you there oh i i just did this great intro and now she's not here I mean, that's... Oh, oh now there you I are. hear you. Oh, hi. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good. <laughs> good. Good to talk to you again. Uh, I, I'm so glad that things are working out. At least we have a uh, delay, and so you don't have mm-hmm. to go back right away to, uh, mm-hmm. to Germany. How, how did it feel when you, when you found out the news? Oh, that was a big relief. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and we are very thankful. You know, the pressure... It's going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's good. We're uh, very thankful and grateful. You know, you um, you were quiet on the TV show with me last week, and then when the mics went off and the cameras were turned off, <laughs> you just, I mean, you amazed me. Uh, you had me actually in tears. Um, because of your faith, um, You, I said, you know, don't worry, we'll have, you know, or do everything we can to work it out. And you were just not seemingly in the right way, worried at all because of your faith. Uh, yeah, you know, that is actually an interview. It's for me harder <laughs> than a real life experience because uh, of what, you know, we have experienced in the past, how the Lord uh, stepped in and fought our battle. Even if we didn't feel like he's still strong, you know, and he still wins all the battles. And, 
Actually, I, I feel uh, I want to encourage the American people, you know, uh, who have prayed for us uh, and fought this battle. I feel like they have carried the burden even more than we did. And I wanted to thank you and, and all the American people who prayed and fought on our side. First, I want to thank our Lord, you know, who is great and hears our prayers. But I also want to encourage the American people that the Lord hears their prayers. And sometimes we get discouraged and we think, you know, that uh, maybe it, it's not enough. But prayers are powerful and we felt the effect. We felt it before. And this time it was even mightier. So I want to say a big thank you to the American people who prayed for us. You know, they feel so discouraged and helpless and they think that's not the America uh, they know. Um, but I wanted to say, if I have a little bit time, sure. And that how how we came over here to America and we came with only suitcases, seven suitcases with a few clothes in, and a, a few German books and toys. And the American people came and brought us clothes, food, and blankets and furniture. Some of them we still have to this day, and they even donated a piano and came with their children for piano lessons so we could make a living here. That's how we met the American people. They always treated us with respect, loved us, helped us, and blessed us. So um, that's how we met the American people. They were always a blessing and welcoming to us. So you see what's happening all around the world, and you see what, I mean, we're fighting great and powerful evil right now. And mm-hmm. people feel like there's no, they feel that they have no power to do anything. Um, and that's really, I mean, we don't. We are powerless over this to some degree. Mm-hmm. Only God mm-hmm. can save us. But tell, mm-hmm. me, tell me how you view what we're going through now as a, as a people who believe in freedom. Mm-hmm. I have, I have uh, uh, the Lord gave me a word yesterday that was very powerful and made me think. So I can just throw it out to you. And, and he said, uh, he woke me up with that sentence, you don't get to choose your battles, but you can choose the outcome. And it made me really think that we have more power. You know, what do we have to, uh, to, to turn the outcome to the good? You know, and, and I, was, I was just thinking that we have the word to stand on. That never changes. All the promises are ours. Today, I have such a beautiful verse I have to tell you. In Psalm 34, verse 10, those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You know, in my past, the only thing through storms that was standing was the word. The Lord and the word, they are un- unstoppable, unshakable, and unbreakable. And, and we can be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, and we can be overcomer. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, what did we teach our children? I was, you know, looking back and and, uh, just writing down what did we teach our children. And then the Lord gave me a very important sentence. He said, uh, you teach them to respect authorities, but they have to learn to stand against tyranny. And uh, so this is very, and I said to the Lord, I didn't really teach them. And he said, yes, you did, by your example. So and that's what I want to give to the American people, 
Uh, if the authorities go against God's law, we must obey God rather than men. God's law is higher than men. And Jesus says we need to fear God more than men. Now, so I feel this is the time not to sit on the sideline, but to become bold for the Lord. And, and how can we push back the darkness we see covering the land? You know, that was the question that came to my mind. How can we push back the darkness by turning on the light? What is the answer? How do you push back on, just turning on the light? Yes. Jesus said, we are the light and we are the salt. We make the world thirsty for the living water. And we show them the light of God. If we turn up our lights, you know, just shine on Jesus, look on Jesus and be the light he has called us to be. That's how we win this battle. Look up to Jesus. He will teach us what to do. He will give us solutions. Hannah Laurie, um, thank you so much. Um, I hope someday that we can... um, that I would have the honor to be there at a swearing-in ceremony, and you become an American citizen if you would choose to oh. do that. But uh, you're you're an amazing woman. And you have a great, great family. And Kevin, please keep us involved. the The Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You guys do so much great work. Um, you know, it's not only religious, but it is also the fact that you know people don't people don't want their their uh, the, the unions and the power doesn't want you to have control of your children. And it is so important that people like you and your organization uh, do what you do and anything we can do to support you. Let me know. Kevin, thank we'll you. Do, Glenn. Thanks so much. You bet. Hannah Laurie, God bless. Thank you. God bless you. you thank bet. you for having me. You bet. Shabbat Shalom. It is Friday. Jason wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He says Ginger loves rough greens. She's four years old and can be a picky eater sometimes. But with rough greens, she eats her food immediately and she has more energy and she's more regular. Keep it coming, rough greens. Um, keeping your dog healthy and at its at their their uh, top fitness is not easy, especially if you're buying kibble food, because it's dead food. You want the green stuff. You want the stuff that's alive. You want the probiotics and all the other things. This, this uh, formula was uh, hatched by uh, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on your dog's food, and you just watch the difference. It, uh, the biggest thing for me at first was just my dog would eat it. He didn't eat anything. Um, he loves it. He still loves it and saw a big change in his health and his uh, activity level. Get your first bag free from Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. You get your first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I'm watching these press people who are, some of them are very, very brave um, over in Israel. And uh, I don't, I just, I've never been one to have a job where I wanted to wear a bulletproof, bombproof vest, you know? Um, But some of these people are 
are crazy. The tanks just uh, started rolling into uh, northern um, Gaza. They're in or they're, they're massing well, on the they're, border? They're on the border. Side, yeah. They're getting ready to move in. And uh, Israel has given everybody yesterday, gave 24 hours, get out. So. Yeah, get out. Um, By the way, speaking of getting out, hats off to Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have access to big gray planes, you know, uh, like the president does. But somehow or another, a governor could figure this out and he's sending planes over. To hmm. pick Americans up. Chartering flights. Yeah. yeah, chartering flights. Isn't that weird? It is weird. You know, a lot of people are talking a big game about Israel, including uh, many talk show hosts. And uh, most of those talk show hosts are not engaging in the activity of flying people out of Israel. It's 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 great that DeSantis is doing this. I just wish there was more help from the talk show host community. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're going here. No, I mean, I just, I'm amazed, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. Right. I was amazed that like what where are the you know where you have are, anybody in particular that you're extremely uh, disappointed well, in? Well, some people have experience with it and yeah. they're still not they're doing still it. Not Why doing aren't it. they doing? Yeah, you know, that's that a good question. Yeah. You should ask, you know, call your representative talk show hosts and ask them, <laughs> why aren't they chartering people out of Israel right yeah, now? Yeah. Why why, weird. you know, I don't know, can you think of any So congratulations to Ron DeSantis who apparently I mean, He's doing a great job. He's doing a great but job. Why are the talk show hosts falling down? Well, maybe they don't you have know, a phone uh, uh, and they don't know how to they don't they know don't how to do well, it. you know what? I, my guess is most talk show hosts don't know how to do that. Some do. Some have already <laughs> done it in other situations and are just abandoning these people in Israel. You know, I mean, that's just it's a just great, shameful. great man told me one time, uh, <laughs> you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, ah. And uh, I'm I'm sensing that right now. Really? I'm sensing that right now. This unrelated to poor, what we're... Yeah, to okay. that poor talk show host yeah. that may have done that. Look, some people you know? some people will act and others will stand by and let <laughs> let tragedy... You know what? I mean, there was a guy in uh, Germany back in the day. I don't know if you yeah. know who he is. Uh, he was the guy and he said, hey, really? we got to we gotta act. If we don't act, it means we don't act or something. I can't remember the statement. It's something like that. Wow, you... Um, t- that's but, uh, a Bonhoeffer story. Yeah, oh, that's Bonhoeffer. Very- oh, my gosh, you remembered. How did you remember? <laughs> remember yeah wow well, do you remember the quote yeah i oh, do wow. you, silence in the face of evil, evil is uh, evil, evil itself, itself. why yeah. see that's weird you yeah. you actually have some I'm intimate information and yeah I'm oh, not, no, I'm you, not are, you know what i will say that you are talking about it and good for you <laughs> good for you to take that big brave step to talk about it and you know you know yeah I mean, you, you are <laughs> such a jerk <laughs> you are I mean, there's nothing beneath you. Well, yes, you won't go in and just kill innocent families. I won't do that. You'll leave that to I Hamas. I won't do that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's it's certainly. But I won't do that. That's true. I take the I have the meatloaf principle on yeah. this one. Uh, I, I'll do anything to torture you, but I won't. I won't actually torture people. Yeah. for real. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So anyway, great job by Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Uh, it's just uh, incredible. How a governor can get that done and our president can't get or that done. Or a talk show host uh, is uh, is remarkable. It's remarkable. It but is our, remarkable. Our president is looking into it, and and uh, tomorrow they're beginning. The planning stages uh, to do that. Uh, the Congo, I believe, has gotten their people out. But <laughs> Mexico uh, has. Mexico. Mex- Mexico, two things. Poland. Surprising. Mexico got their people out, and they used their the air force. Program. Who knew they had one? You know who didn't line up any planes uh, for Israel? Who's that? You. Hmm. 
Oh, you got your American-made hoodie on from American Giant. I do, because I love America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Selling out. You're wearing it because probably they're paying you. So you're. <laughs> I just really like the hoodie. Yeah. And, uh, and here's the thing. It's been tested in the most frigid environments possible, like this one that I'm currently in. Uh, oh, really? You have a problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, can you just turn down the air conditioning a little bit? Because he's wearing his American Giant hoodie which you can get at american-giant.com slash Glenn. I'm oddly comfortable today. I don't feel really? freezing. I haven't had to turn on my Can you turn it down? I like it at 59. At no. 59. I have a giant... This, 59, this, so you're going to warm it up? This, you know, are you gonna this turn up? room has its own air conditioning unit. Yes. I mean, it's a gigantic one. I can make it 40 if you'd like. You could. You yes, could. I could. But, but you're wearing your American, your American Giant uh, yes. hoodie. Where can you get one of these? I can... American-giant.com slash Glenn. And I'll say that for free. I don't have to I don't have to be bribed with a hoodie like you were. I'll just do it for free. American-giant.com slash Glenn. That's where you get it. Best best hoodie you'll ever have. have about mm, 20 minutes of entertainment to jam pack in the next 60 sec uh, 60 minutes uh no and i'm not like willy wonka reverse that i mean that um but most of the entertainment's going to happen in the next 20 minutes because we have bill o'reilly on he's got some new book he's hawking so we'll talk to him about that but just pretend you're interested uh and we're going to talk to him about the news of the day bill o'reilly joins us in 60 seconds uh, when, when you get to say, you know, I don't think I'm going to do business with you, uh, and they're a major corporation, it's a good feeling. When you know you can go someplace else and get a better service, you can get a better price, and people that just don't want to stone you to death because you believe in the Constitution. <laughs> I know. Crazy, right? Send a message to uh, all of the big telcon companies. Just... Hey, do you hear me now? Cancel. Get to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. They'll help you switch today. Free activation when you use the offer code Beck today. They'll make it super easy. You can keep your phone or upgrade. You can keep your number or get a new one. 972-PATRIOT. I can't tell you how many times I've had to get a new number because Stu keeps finding mine somehow or another. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. 
got the choir there today, huh? Yeah, we got yeah, the choir. Yeah. yeah Those yeah. people union people or what? Uh, <laughs> well, absolutely. This is a union shop through and through. Good union jobs here. <laughs> so, uh, how you been, back? I'm good. How are you? I know. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh, the same, which is tragic for everybody. It is. Um, yeah. Mainly you. Uh, no one, mainly you. No improvement here at yeah. all. Um, let's just start with just a little bit on the, the news of the week. Sure. Uh, how, how is it, uh, Bill, that the uh, that our CIA and, and nobody had any information of, of this prior to, uh, and yet the Wall Street Journal, according to their sources, 24 hours after, were like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. How, I mean, what happened there? Um, I wish I knew what happened because CNN is directly contradicting the Wall Street Journal, and that was my message of the day on BillOReilly.com this morning, which I know you and Stu, uh, as soon as you get up, you're in there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I wrote Killing the Killers, which basically praised uh, the U.S. Intel Services and Israel for um, a very good job after 9-11. Right. And they did it. And we chronicled it, and we wiped out uh, most of the ISIS and Al-Qaeda terrorists and and all of that. So it is shocking, and I use that word shocking literally, that nobody would know that this was in the planning stage. Now, Wall Street Journal came out and said, according to Hamas sources, the Iranians engineered all this beginning in August. And it was a flat-out declarative sentence that's right. what they said no right. nuance right five days later cnn comes out on the air and says no iran had anything to do with it iran didn't have anything to do with it which uh, is pretty hard to believe uh based upon what we know there is uh, no way hamas does anything this size without their sugar daddy saying it's okay yeah and i, and I know you read killing the killers and that's how you got that information because it's well, true it's it is. True. It is. And and you you're looking at a region that is not full of subtleties here. Okay? <laughs> it's not. Wow. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm a simple man, you right. know that. Yeah, fact. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh the Hamas doesn't make weapons. They don't have any factories that m- manufacture rockets and uh rifles and machine guns and hand grenades. They don't have that. And strangely AK uh not AKs, but uh, AR15s. That's uh, strange. Yeah. Look, hmm. so they have to be given them. And, yeah, Russia and China would do it. They're evil enough to do it. But we could track that fairly easily. However, once you get inside Iran, it gets become more difficult because it's such a closed society. And, and it's uh, a place where intel is very rare to come out of there. Israel has better intel than the USA inside of Iran. And so I'm sitting here. I don't know. How do I know? Right. All I can tell you is what has happened in the past. But, you know, this whole story has been misreported by the world media leading the United States leading this charge. This isn't about Palestinians versus Jews. That's not what this is about. What this is about is a movement, an evil movement that wants to destroy the Jewish people. These are Nazis. There's no difference between Hamas and Al-Qaeda and ISIS and the Third Reich. They're right. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you understand that, 
then you understand why Israel has to provide security for the people that live there. So, and when you provide security, it's hard to do that. You've got to be tough to do it. So let me, I'm, I'm going to get into uh, this uh, here in about 20 minutes on, you know, the role of Iran and, and Russia and everything else and what they would like to see happen. How do you think this ends here? doesn't end. No, I, well, I know that, but years. does it go back and does it go back to the usual kind of they do this, then they do that? Or does this grow into a regional or or God forbid, a global war? Well, look, I, I can't speculate on that. I can tell you with certainty that the Israeli armed forces are now going to go in and decimate all the infrastructure that Hamas had in Gaza. So it's gone. Now, the Hamas leadership, they're out of there already. Yeah. Okay, they're in, they're in London or wherever they go. They're gone. But the uh, Israeli Defense Forces are going to go in, and they're going to dismantle everything and make it almost uninhabitable. Now, what should happen is the United Nations should step up and take women and children in Egypt, because Egypt can't, doesn't have the infrastructure to do it, and set up refugee centers so that people don't starve to death. Yes. No men. Just women and children. Now, where's the United Nations? Where's Biden leading that? Is that hard? No. I mean, I took a bus through Gaza. I know what it is. I know. All right? So we don't hear any of that. And I'm, I'm just sitting here, and it just drives me blank and nuts about the ignorance on this whole story. Yeah. And that, that includes all the major networks. These people don't know what they don't know the history of it. They don't know why it's there. They don't know who Hamas is. They don't know how Iran operates. They don't know anything. So, Bill, I want to change the subject because I want to make sure we talk about something that, that I think is, is actually, uh, you know, I know you well enough to know that, you know, you're seeing um, your, your book is about the witch hunts and you see the relationship between the witch hunts that were happening then and the witch hunts now, for instance, you know, going after anybody who says, Hey, I, I think your ideas to, you know, alter the globe's temperature, uh, might just destroy everybody. And basically you're a witch and they hunt you down. Look, go ahead. Kill, killing the witches is a contemporary book. It happened in 1692 in Salem. Twenty human beings were executed for nothing because nine-year-old girls accused them of being witches. It's harrowing what actually happened. But this is a book about evil. It's about evil. And the witch hunt is back because of the cancel culture. What do you think the cancel culture is? It's a witch hunt. Take the human being off the board. Ruin their life. Let me get this real clear to everybody. That's the cancel culture. You're done. Just like in 1692, if some nine-year-old girl said, goody so-and-so is a witch and came in the middle of the night and told me to sign the devil's book, you had a rope around your neck. So, me, being the benevolent guy I am, this is the 13th killing book. Mm -hmm. I explain it in vivid detail. 
put you on the Mayflower, and Beck, you and I, Stu might have been okay. We would not have been on that voyage. That no. was harrowing. Yeah. So Americans goes, oh, Pilgrim's Mayflower passed the stuffing. No. No. I, I. It was brutal. Yeah, I would have done everything I could to get on Bezos's yacht to get over yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's but, right. Uh, anyway, so um, so Bill, first of all. Um, everything that is going on now with the witch hunt is political. It's all about political and power, but this started with young girls. So what was the, what was the motive for the beginning of the witch hunt back then? Power. It's the same thing. So the ministers and judges who ran the Massachusetts Bay colony had power over the people because they were telling them they were going to hell. And, and they were punishing them for everything. And the people were scared to death because the devil was right around a corner. So they used the theology, the Puritan theology, which is insane, to keep the people subjugated. The exact same thing is happening now, but it's, as you pointed out rightly, it's political. You go up against the cancel culture 100% generated by the progressive left. 100%. You go up against them, they're going to try to destroy you. And Beck and O'Reilly are the poster guys for that. So, Every day of my life, and I'm sure your life, we're attacked by somebody. That's a, it's, Somebody trying to, you know, oh, you're a racist, you're a homophobe. It's getting Mrs. boring, Trump. quite honestly. It's just getting boring. Come up no, with something. No, I know, but it's... I know, the, I know, I know. I, I mean, I, I just... I will tell you, I know the poll it takes on the family and it destroys oh. people. But I have to tell you, the, the, the most interesting threat I've had lately or, you know, you know, people stop me in the streets all the time. You're a horrible racist, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was I was in New York and I was walking across the street and a guy who just with very little energy, I saw it coming. I knew he was going to do something. And and uh, and so I walked by him and we're in the crosswalk and he just passes me. And all he said was die. And I thought that, you know, he's efficient. He is efficient. Uh, that is that's okay. I got it. Yeah. I got the message. Um, Bill, hang on just a second because you were talking about the Puritans' theology being crazy. Um, it is actually the the reason why the witch trials went on for so long over in Europe and killed five hundred thousand people, and this only killed twenty, um, is because the a, a, a couple of preachers stood up and said. You're misreading the Bible here. This you you have it wrong, and it was stopped almost immediately. Now, not everybody confessed that they you know uh, that they were wrong, but it, it did stop. Is that a now different? You're take? talking about Europe or America? America. No, no. That's why you need to read this book back. The only reason it stopped was because the loons in Salem, 25 miles north of Boston accused the wife of the governor, Mary Phipps, of being a witch. The governor, William Phipps, was in Maine fighting the Abenaki Indians. Right. He comes back and, um, excuse me, Your Excellency, your wife's under arrest for being a witch. That, and then he had the militia, uh, Phipps did, and he just put an end to it. There were some clerics who spoke out, but not many, because if you spoke out against the witch trials, the next day you were accused of being a witch. And I understand that. Just like if you speak out against the cancel culture today, they're going to come at you with something. 
So why can't we stop it if we uh, claim that, uh, I don't know, uh, Joe Biden's wife is a witch? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, a, I'm not commenting on Jill. Jill is a good Yeah, Jill. No, I mean, you, here, I mean, you right look now. at this. I mean, when they are called a witch now, if they many times it doesn't matter if they're part no, of the true. right philosophy, it doesn't matter. Let me give you a quick story because this is so horrendous. ESPN sportscaster covering Serena Williams tennis match says on the air, Serena Williams is using guerrilla tactics, guerrilla, G-E-U-R, like hit and run, war tactics. New York Times Stringer writes, he called Serena Williams a guerrilla, G-O-R. Okay, guy's fired by ESPN the next day. He has a heart attack, Beck. His life is ruined to this day. Never an apology. Nothing. Out of work. Won't work again. Come on. So what was, this, what was the... People apo- need to rise up what, against what, this. What was the, uh, the apology after uh, the Salem Witch Trials? How, what, what happened no, after? there was never Just an apology. Nothing. Nothing happened. All of these guys, the judges, made all the money... Because when you were convicted of being a witch, they took all your land and all your assets and they divided it up among the clerics and the, and the judges in Salem. They all got rich. There was never a prosecution of these people. Now, most of them fell on bad times because of karma. And we detail that about the girls' lives were terrible. Some of them went insane, the girls who accused the people of being witches. Killing the witches... Um, is a, a book about evil and the presence of evil on this planet right now. The last third of the book is now, modern times. Did you know, Beck, you saw the movie The Exorcist, right? Um, part of it. I've never been able to watch all of it. It okay. just freaks me out. I'm, Stu's seen it six times. He um, is the movie. <laughs> okay. Nine people died connected to the production of that movie. Nine. Well, you know what? In the next 20 years, almost all of them will die. No, but they died contemporaneously. Oh, Big okay. Word, okay. All right. Big word. <laughs> okay. So I do believe, because I'm a Roman Catholic, there is an act of evil in the world. Going back to Hamas now. Yeah. All right. That there is a force that people have, number one, have to recognize, and number two, fight against. So when you see these loons at Harvard, when you see these commentators, these people all over the world, justifying Hamas, yeah. they are justifying evil. evil. Yeah. And um, that is the theme of Killing the Witches. Killing the Witches is available bookstores wherever. You, I'm sure, can find it at BillOReilly.com. Uh, you'll also find uh, Bill's uh you know rant of the day or whatever some crazy uh and you can get his uh, no spin news at billoreilly.com grab killing the witches bill as always great to talk to you thank you okay bex you stay bet. well and thanks for having me god bless um all right let me tell you about gold line time to wake up and smell the insanity uh some of which is coming some of which is already here the storm is already on our shores now, do we uh, do we miss it? Uh, how much of it actually comes on shore? I don't know. But a uh, long time ago, when gold was two hundred dollars an ounce, I started telling him people said I was crazy. 
Now gold is $2,000 an ounce, and it doesn't seem like it's so crazy. Um, everybody said it, we, none of this stuff could happen. We'd never monetize our own debt. We'd never have a, 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 a debt of $34 trillion. We would, we would wake up before that. All of these things are happening just with the monetary system. And now everything else is unstable as well. Please find some stability, secure your wealth uh, at Goldline. I suggest, uh, no, 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 I don't suggest anything. I'll tell you, about 10% of what I have, I would want in gold or silver. And I'd have it if it wasn't for that boating accident, but that's a different story. Goldline right now has a current deal. You purchase a one-ounce gold legal tender bar card and receive two 308 caliber two-ounce silver bullets for free. As we navigate these turbulent times, tangible assets, gold and silver, just may be the lifeboat you need. Reach out and find out all the information. Ask them for information. Uh, it's 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, we have um, so much to do today. I haven't gotten to any of the important stuff. Uh, Jeff Allen is my podcast tomorrow. Jeff Allen, the comedian. He's a good friend. uh, And, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic. I didn't really know his story. We sit down for a conversation and I think it's going to be funny. And um, it was. But it was also there were times when I, I think I even said to him, I don't know if you should be saying this part out loud, Jeff, um, because he is a guy five decade career. Uh, he's now a master of clean comedy, no crudeness, no swearing, no political incorrectness, just jokes. OK, um, and evil is growing. And quite honestly, I think he would describe himself as, you know, kind of an evil dude or wrestling with evil back in the day. And he did all kinds of drugs and alcohol and everything else. And the way he treated his wife was, I mean, horrific, horrific. But if this isn't a story of redemption, if this isn't a story, I don't care what you're dealing with. It ain't as bad as what Jeff was. Uh, And he turned it around and he talks about the struggle to get there, fighting the demons inside and sobering up and changing as a man what finally quelled that demon inside it is tomorrow's podcast an addict's redemption story that you need to hear it's episode 198 on the glenn beck podcast available now at blaze tv tomorrow everywhere the glenn beck program Unless you're the type of person who just loves having a whole bunch of complicated extra things to do in your already busy life, buying and selling homes, probably not your strong suits. Now, like I got I got to get you know what I wish I could do? I wish I could. I wish I could put my house up for sale today. Man, I love that. Nobody does. Nobody. Uh, You need expert help. That's why realestateagentsitrust.com is there. This is a service where you just call, tell us where you're moving from and to, whether across the street or across the country. We look for the right real estate agent. We work with, I don't even know, maybe 3,000 of them across the country. And there is a waiting list of 10,000, but we will not continue to take any more. 
because we feel we can watch these real estate agents like hawks. We vet them, vet them, vet them, and then we track to make sure they're doing their job with the right business practices and with honor and integrity and and compassion and care. They listen to you. You want to find the right real estate agent to sell your home or get you in your next one? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com. Get subscribed to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. I want to welcome back to the program Justin Haskins, who is the co-author with me of The Great Reset and co-author and uh, researcher. He actually heads up a team uh, for Dark Future. Uh, he also heads up a, uh, a team of researchers at the Heartland Institute. It's He's Socialist uh, Research Center Director, Socialism. He is not a socialist. I uh, <laughs> just want to make that clear. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a socialist. He's not a socialist. Okay. He's been standing against it for quite some time. And uh, welcome back to the program. Yesterday, we talked about how Alexander Dugan, everything that that man has predicted and said and planted the seeds, including what's happening with Azerbaijan and Armenia and uh, Hamas and Iran and Israel today, Ukraine, all of this stuff is uh is coming to fruition and people keep denying that he's you know has anything to do that we should pay attention to but there's something else that uh is happening and he was he was for this and that is um a new currency a new world order um of an axe i would call it an axis power he calls it an axis he does. He calls it an axis, a new world axis of powers with Russia as one of the central figures. Wow. Um, and they're building this now. I mean, BRICS is really we think of BRICS as, oh, well, this is the world getting together and we're all going to. And this is bringing up. That's not the way Russia and Dugan have looked at BRICS, right? Right. Br- BRICS is a direct um, it's it's the rival that they're building to the G7 you know, United States, United Kingdom, those countries, right. the most powerful westernized countries that we think of as being sort of the liberal uh, in the old sense, in the John Adams sense, democracies, mm-hmm. you know, and democratic republics. The counter to that is BRICS. Now, in, in BRICS started around 20 years ago, and it was just four or five countries. It was just Brazil, Russia, India, China, and I think South Africa joined after that. And then that was it. And they it started out as a small thing and they've slowly been building new resources and, and coming together in a, in a more sort of intergovernmental way, a more important way. And then recently they've put the foot on the gas and they are now turning this into a real, a real rival to the West. And they've just recently, within the past few months, approved expanding BRICS dramatically for the first time ever from five nations to I think they're adding five or six more nations. They're 11, yeah. And there's a bunch of other applicants that various BRIC members want in. All the BRIC nations have to agree to bring somebody in. Now, the people will tell you in the media that those are only the ones that have a problem with the United States. Uh, and they're afraid that we would retaliate against them, so they're kind of hiding in in bricks. But I don't believe that to be the case. 
No, that's obviously not the case. I mean, South Africa is is not that. Uh, Argentina is one of the countries that's just now coming in. That's that's not that. Ethiopia is one of those. Um, I don't think Egypt would be quali- would qualify as one of those either. Saudi Arabia, they're surely not that. Yeah. And we used to have a great relationship with Saudi Arabia. They were yeah. a very important and not anymore. That's mm-hmm. all falling apart. Why? Uh, I think one of the most important things to keep in mind about BRICS is they are doing, they, they have had the benefit of seeing our failures and our mistakes, meaning the United States and the West over the past half century. They're looking at the economic mistakes, not other mm-hmm. things, economic mistakes. And they're saying, how do we do this better? And they're doing all those things. They're building a new development bank they are bringing in the manufacturing producers of the world so they're not just consumers of goods they're producing goods like china for example is a big the biggest one of that right they are building a new currency and all indications are that new currency which they're keeping secret is going to be uh some kind of gold-backed digital type currency correct okay at least to begin with to begin with right um and they are bringing in People who have access and control over natural resources and willing to use them, to sell them, to produce them. How many of them are the world oil producers? So out of the top 10 uh, biggest producers of oil, we're talking countries, all of them are now in BRICS or are about to go into BRICS. The only two exceptions are the United States and Canada. Every other one, every single other one. So that'll show you how serious the rest of the world is on uh, clean energy and wind power. So let me let me just say this, because there is always kind of a, a quiet argument on what made America great. And I think you'd have to define great. De Tocqueville talked about what made America great were, was our ethics and our, our churches. You could find it in the pulpits. People were good. We were great because we were first good. And we we adhered to the principles of God, which made us uh, self-reliant. It made us work hard and try not to take the, you know, the bread off the sweat of another man's brow. We were honest, law abiding. Generally speaking, that's the way it was. We've had our problems. But that's what made America great, made us charitable and and, you know, bringing people here and and giving everybody an opportunity. And again, it's been a rough go, but that's it. Now, if you want to just look at the economics of what made America a powerhouse, that's different. And here's and let's just go through these and I'm going to read them one by one. And you tell me if we have it or if BRICS has it. Yep. Okay. Uh, so let's see, uh, low regulation. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're probably in, depending on where you are in bricks, you, uh, will have that or you won't have that. You probably have to be in bed with government in one fashion or another, but if the government likes you, Yeah, absolutely. And certainly on certain things like certain natural resources, mining, the really important stuff. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it used to be the case that anybody that had an idea could come here and start it. And you didn't. I mean, Bill Gates says he couldn't have started, you know, Microsoft now. Right. The, The system was set up for entrepreneurs and people with ideas and new ways of doing things. Yes. Low government regulation. We are the opposite of that. Yes. Um, we had, uh, the world's resources and we were willing to use them. So we have more resources here in America 
than any other continent, any other place in the world. We've now sealed all those off. Correct. The resources of the rest of the world with bricks and will they use them? They absolutely will use them. I think that's the primary one of the primary reasons these countries are joining is so that they can use it and trade it. So we had skilled, hardworking, cheap labor. We don't have that now. No. And we don't have the work ethic that we used to. Absolutely not. Do the BRICS uh, countries. Obviously. Yes. Some of the biggest manufacturers in the world are in BRICS. Uh, We had cheap and plentiful energy. We don't now. No. And we're deliberately trying to make it worse. Yes. Um, We had gold backed currency. We don't. They (laughs) will. Correct. Um, The most important thing is we had rule of law. That's why people came here. They came for a couple of reasons. They knew that they could start a business and you didn't have to bribe everybody. They knew that if you had a good idea and it was yours, you might have to fight with it for court, but court would be fair and it wouldn't always go to the big moneyed person. It could go to the little guy if he was telling the truth. We don't have that anymore. No, we don't have a rule of law. We're becoming a country at the very top. You bribe your way in and you can get absolutely anything. You also could keep the spoils of what you made. Yep. You can't here now. That's why BRICS is so dangerous to us, because we have lost absolutely everything that makes us an industrial giant. Yes. There's no question about it. There's just absolutely no question about it. And BRICS has learned from that. And and what happened in the wake of the invasion of Ukraine and the way the West reacted to that, and I'm not I'm not trying to criticize all I understand that was a complicated situation. No. But when they started freezing assets for Russia and they yes. started kicking you off a of swift. Yeah, when they started kicking people off of swift, driving these countries into the arms of this is exactly what Dugan wants. This is the kind of thing that he talks about. Western overreach leading to uh, these other nations that have tolerated being in business with the West for a long time, suddenly realizing, you know what, we we can't do this anymore because if they can do this to Russia over a what Russia considers a territorial you know yeah. conflict, then why wouldn't they do it to China? That they're a human rights violator. Why wouldn't they do it to all these countries in the Middle East by American standards? They're human rights violators, right? So they could do it to any of us. That's what these countries in the East are being told, and that's what they're thinking. And it's not consistent. Saudi Arabia, right. uh, not real good. Not no. real good for the Jews, the gays, the religious, be- anybody. Really horrible. Yet it's okay. But when we select, when we decide, you are no longer my friend. Those same things that we were cool with, all of a sudden, you're demonized for and kicked out of the club yeah that you can't build you cannot build a civil civilization with partners like that no it's either right or wrong right and they understand that this is just sort of arbitrary when we decide to just destroy people and when we decide to let it go correct and that's why they they realize if they don't build their own superstructure 
where they can control their own destinies and create this multipolar world where, you know, China gets to be in charge of its little, uh, its kingdom and Iran gets to be in charge of its kingdom and Russia, its kingdom, where they have their own rules. And we all just kind of leave each other alone. Like we don't, maybe we don't all agree on what we're doing to our people and whatever. Maybe we think some of us are human rights violators. Doesn't matter. We all just agree to disagree and, and, and let's just do business with each other and let's just make lots of money and become really powerful and control our parts of the world. Uh, then we don't need to worry about Western values, Western ideas. And that, and that is so persuasive to all of, and you could imagine why, right? I mean, it's so oh, yeah. persuasive to all of these regimes all over I the world. I have to tell you, it'd be persuasive to me in some ways. I know. I mean, because you're like, this doesn't work. This, what we're doing is not going to work. And uh, nobody in America is going to, we're not going to have food, energy, or anything. We will become a third world country quickly if we don't get off this path. And I can see a lot of people saying, well, uh, I want to do that. And you can't do that. Right. And that's part of the appeal that Alexander Dugan and people like that are trying to make. Uh, You can find out... um, about this and so much more in our book, uh, Dark Future. Um, we have a whole chapter on Alexander Dugan and why it is important you understand him. The, he is directly connected to what's happening in uh, with Iran. And I believe uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and the RGC and what's happening with uh, Israel. He is, he is the designer of what happened in Ukraine. And it's happening everywhere, including in the United States. And as I just said, these things are, you know, they, they're attractive. Some of these ideas are attractive, but they are not our friends. The only thing we can do is to restore all of the things that we have lost. Restore the rule of law. Restore the idea of hard work. Uh, destroy any corruption and bribery reset these things back to their constitutional settings that will give us new life not a new kind of entire new idea and throw out the american idea that's what dugan wants either that or just to put us out and turn out our lights either way those are bad Restoring the constitutional settings is the only way forward. Justin, thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. Justin Haskins, Heartland Institute, Socialist uh, Socialism Research Center Director and co-author of Dark Future, which you can get everywhere. Uh, Good Ranchers is our sponsor this half hour. When you go into the grocery store and buy food for yourself and your family, the first thing you look for in the meat aisle, the price, the price, and then the sell-by date, right? You know, and the closer it gets to the sell-by date, the lower the price. And so, yeah, that's where I'm going. You don't even look for things like, is this really American? Is this, is this American meat? And that has to play a role. I know price is, you know, so important. But it also has to play a role that we are not, um, we're not putting our own ranchers and our own farmers out of business. This is where Good Ranchers comes in. You're going to get a great price. It's all American. We partner or they partner with uh, the best farms, the best ranches, the best uh, chicken ranches, beef ranches, the the best uh, fishing uh, groups, all right fresh out of rivers and streams and lakes here in America. 
Head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save $25 off of any box. You can do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK for $25 off. It's GoodRanchers.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, if the House decides to go with uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Gates could be one of the more popular uh, Republicans of all time. Um, Scalise is pulled out Mm -hmm. uh, and um, doesn't look like it's going uh, Jordan's way. Um, And there's a, a new group of Republicans, about 20 of them, that are thinking, why don't we just... Why don't we just look for somebody that we can have that's really bipartisan and can work with the Democrats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Bipartisan talk talks are growing. Uh, mm. a very serious talks going on right now with moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats, quote mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. that are saying, what if we pick someone like the most liberal Republican we can find that will get 20 votes from the Republican side and 200 from the Democratic side? Wow. And then you can get the speaker across and think of what would happen in that scenario. Obviously, all the investigations are going to stop. Thank um, goodness. Right away. We get Congress back to work doing mm-hmm. things like common sense gun control. Whoever the speaker is will owe his entire political career to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And the, the other great thing about this is any quote unquote sensible gun reform, for example, that they want to pass through, they'll get the votes uh, and they can push that all the way through, likely. Mm. Uh, through uh, the entire uh, make make it an actual law. It's really great. Uh, so yeah, lots so of good here's things. So here's around. a good thing. Um, you might want to you might want to spend a couple of minutes today if you have a squishy Republican in your district. You should call him today and uh, say, "Don't you dare go that direction," because uh, uh, this could get really bad. The Glenn Beck Program.